Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. My name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you from the SDN NFE World Congress in The Hague, and I'm delighted to be joined by Adrian Cumley, General Manager of Dynamic Network Services at British Telecom. Hi, Allison. So, Adrian, it's awesome to have you on the show. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about Dynamic Network Services and what your role scope is at BT? Yeah, so I run the Dynamic Network Services team, which means that we do all of the software-defined networking portfolio products for our global multinational corporate customers. So that could be SD-WAN, that could be data center LAN, it could be service chaining virtualized network functions on UCPE, for example. That's fantastic. We spend a lot of time on ChipChat Network Insights talking about under the hood on the technology progression around NFE and SDN, Edge, UCPE, all of those things. What I want to talk to you about is why are these technologies so critical to how BT is delivering services to your customers and what you're able to do in terms of delivering a better service experience? Yeah, so I would say that about 99.9% of our customer conversations rotate around an SD-WAN conversation today. So absolutely center of everything our customers want to talk about. And they want to understand the kind of evolution plan. What we've seen is customers accelerating their move to the internet, driven by cloud, accelerated by SD-WAN. So they want to talk about that. They want to talk about how SD-WAN will change their network evolution over the next couple of years and where UCP sits into that. And I think it's fair to say that we don't see mass global deployments of UCP and VNFs today, but with the advent of some quite commercially attractive, high power UCP options coming to the market extremely soon, powered by Intel, then I think that that potentially is a tipping point. So we're going to see more of these deployments more often, more quickly. So the commercials are changing. And also IoT. IoT is going to be a bit of a game changer as well. Mm -hmm. Now, when we look at UCPE, when you look at the customer bases, are there particular industries or particular types of customers where you say this solution is going to be a fast mover in this market? I would still say if we look generically, then the market is still very immature. If we concentrate on that IoT use case, though, then your manufacturing sector, your mining, oil and gas, then they're leading the way with IoT. Now, IoT can either make your business case to deploy UCB, or what we're starting to see is the emergence of an IoT-led case in its own right, a use case. So that would mean that we would deploy an IoT solution on UCB, perhaps independent of SD-WAN, um, for a customer, and then they would come back to SD-WAN in X months' time. Mm -hmm. So they're looking for a localized solution, and then we'll connect that into an SD-WAN pipeline for them for multi-site over time. Is that the vision? Yeah, potentially. I mean, they can either use SD-WAN today for best path to the cloud. So they do local processing at the manufacturing sites for reasons of latency. Because if you're dealing with business-critical machinery, the last thing you want to happen is for that to spoil the production to go over a pressure threshold? Do you want to be able to look at the output of that machine or pipeline in terms of microseconds? You don't want to do that in the cloud. You want to do that locally with local processing. But you still need to get to the cloud for site-to-site -site comparisons or to store the data or to do data and analytics. So either having a micro instance of Azure or AWS on your local site 
sinking into the cloud, but you need some sort of way of getting to the cloud. And that could be SD-WAN or just routing. Now, there are a lot of macro trends from a technology perspective that are happening at the same time. Some of them we've already talked about, UCPE, SD-WAN, IoT at the edge. We also see 5G entering the equation. How do you disambiguate all these technologies and see them as influences on each other, but different and important trends. So I think if we look at 5G in the UK, BT owns EE, our mobile arm, and they're at the forefront of 5G in the UK market. So we were the first to bring 5G to a number of cities, and we're expanding that quite considerably in this calendar year. Looking at where we see 5G making a difference, perhaps for our business customers, we were the first to test out the use of 5G with remote experts. So at Birmingham Hospital, we had an ultrasound trial where we had clinical expert in the hospital guiding an ambulance emergency response expert using a haptic glove. So the expert in the hospital has a joystick that then sends a 5G network a signal to the expert actually out in the accident scene. They then move the glove according to where the expert wants that glove to go. And it sends the ultrasound signal back to the expert so they can assess the problem and they can decide on the treatment for that individual who's been hurt or had an accident or whatever. So it was the first trial we did ever of that kind of service. So that's kind of one example of 5G. The other examples would be in IoT, where I think if we look at IoT, then... Wi-Fi doesn't really cut it. You know, Wi-Fi is great, but some of our tests have indicated it's about 140 milliseconds delay response time over Wi-Fi. And if you're dealing in very, very low-level latency, then you can't shut down your machine fast enough over Wi-Fi. Similarly, it's not reliable enough. It wasn't built for 5.9's reliability. So 5G is, and therefore gives us a much better experience in terms of bandwidth and security and latency compared to Wi-Fi and indeed 4G. So um, if you've got a camera that is monitoring a machine and it's looking for absolute micro movements in that machine to illustrate if that machine's performing correctly or not, mm-hmm. so it's doing video analytics. And over 4G, we tested high def cameras and they can pass an image correctly to UCPE where you do your local processing and then mm-hmm. you know if you want to you can start recording in slow mode if you identify a problem to then send that to a remote expert. The problem is that 4G can only handle one high def camera at a time. It can't handle ultra high def. 5G can. So we get a lot more advantages from 5G deployments for IoT as well. That's great. When you look at the technology that's coming from the industry across all of these spaces, What have you seen that's very promising from the industry in 2019 in terms of technology and standard advancement? And where would you like to see future advancements in 2020? Well, I think actually some of the things I've just talked about in terms of the development of 5G are really exciting right now. And that's going to kind of change our customers' lives in terms of how they can do deployments. And if we go back to the previous example, instead of having to have called out an expert who is very time constrained by having to travel to a factory to do a specific piece of maintenance on a machine, they can now do that remotely. So they can use the video analytics I was just talking about. That makes them far more productive. And it also means that they can instruct the local maintenance team on how to keep that machine going. They can do that remotely. 
that saves downtime. You don't have to take a machine out of production. And therefore, you can the company should make more profit as a result and look after their machines in a more effective kind of maintenance pattern. And then you can overlay things like augmented reality onto this as well, again, using 5G. So you can have the remote expert guiding the local maintenance team. You can have overlaid PDFs of maintenance instructions designed to keep a machine running before you, so you can take it out of production during the end of a shift, for example. So you can get a much more efficient processes as a result of using 5G and IoT. And we can see that becoming much more prevalent over the next couple mm-hmm. of years. That sounds fantastic. I mean, you're describing a lot of game-changing capabilities in how businesses actually run. And your business is doing some incredible things to bring this technology to market. We're at SDN NFE World Congress, obviously a tremendous event in terms of industry ecosystem and comm service providers coming together to talk about technology innovation. What has been the most impressive things that you've heard here in terms of what the industry is talking about in The Hague? I think one of the things that particularly interests me that I want to go and see later on today is actually go down to the Intel booth. And there, there's a joint demonstration between BT and Intel and Dell and Adva about zero-touch orchestration. So in the context of IoT, this is being able to automate setup of IoT sensors, whether those are pressure monitoring devices or video analytics or whatever they might be, robotic arms have those automatically connect into your UCPE, orchestrated, and then automatically connect your VNFs on your UCPE into the cloud. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to see that being demonstrated because I think that's a really very interesting concept powered by Intel and Intel's SDO to be able to securely connect all of these devices together. So for me, that's a really exciting development. When you talk about the use cases, they sound so palpable in terms of customer value How easy are these to deploy in these early stages? And what is the BT team doing to work with the industry to ensure effective and smooth deployment with your customers? So, um, for example, let's take SD-WAN rather than IoT, which I've talked quite a lot about. So SD-WAN, we would sit down with a customer to really understand their root cause for why they would deploy SD-WAN. What are they trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. Well, that's pure cost reduction, whether it's particular applications performance So we would understand the root causes. We would then recommend that to speed up time of deployment, they would come to our labs um, or we can go to their premises. It works both ways and sit down with a group of our experts who would model in a virtualized way the deployment of SD-WAN in their environment. So we would go from their current state network to future state network via a number of steps and we would look at what if scenarios running to say, well, you know, what happens if I move my pure MPLS network to internet today? What happens to the application's performance? What happens if one of the primary fails over to the backup? What happens when I bring SD-WAN into the equation? I do layer seven routing across the best performing path. And so we would sit down and make sure that we have an evolution path set out with our customer to give them a really good experience for when they actually deploy that, mm-hmm. then they know what's going to happen to their business critical applications. So that would take about two to four weeks to plan and execute with the customer and take them through the actual lab demo process, as we would call it, in a virtualized environment. And we would emulate their specific site setup, their specific applications traffic, and run a whole series of what-if scenarios. And they get a written report at the end of it. 
So that's just one example of what we're doing to kind of give our customers a different experience mm -hmm. uh, in this area. Now, Adrian, I know that you mentioned the demo here in The Hague with Intel on sensor deployment, but in reading for prep for this interview, it seems like we've got some collaborations between our companies across a number of fronts. Tell me about the relationship with Intel and why that's an important thing for BT. Yeah, so actually I was talking to one of your colleagues last night and I think it's really important for us because Intel can bring access to a range of vendor partners to help us build a really strong solution together. So working with Intel, working with Dell, working with other companies that are leading the innovation in this space, I think Intel helps broker that relationship. And certainly our industrial park R&D facility in Ipswich in England, we've got a multi-partner ecosystem there where Intel plays a key part in pulling together the vendors that would then form a, a managed solution for our customers. Well, I'm very excited to hear about the dynamic network services that you're delivering with your team. I can't wait to hear about examples of customer deployments as these technologies mature and customers start to really reap the full benefit out of them. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Adrienne. One final question for you. If folks want to find out more about what BT is doing in this arena, where would you send them? If you go to the bt.com website, then they can access all of the Dynamic Network Services information from there. So it should be easily accessible or just Google it. It'll quickly appear in the list of websites to go to. Fantastic. Thanks so much for being on the program Thank today. you, Alison.